Hello, hello! Welcome to our Jump Stand podcast. This episode is gonna be a special one because it's actually powered by the Hungarian Startup University program, which is the first online university startup course that aims to acquaint students with both theoretical and, most importantly, practical knowledge of the world of innovation and startups, which is, let's face it, paramount in our world if you want to take your idea to the next level, which opportunity is, by the way, available to the participants in the program. I'm so pumped to represent the HSUP as ambassador and invite entrepreneurially savvy and inspirational people on the podcast, like our guest today, Leo Ostalos, or authentically in Hungarian, Ostalos Leo. Leo is the CEO of Better Dose and medical student at the University of Szeged. Better Dose is a medtech startup formed in 2020 by three enthusiastic university students during the HSUP program. Their aim is to develop new technologies in the field of clinical trials that are able to optimize patient adherence. Their core product is an automatic and smart pill dispenser so that you could be at ease when it comes to your loved ones. He also researched in the field of immunology, specifically tumor immunology, which is also going to be a fascinating topic to expand upon in the episode. And with no further ado, hello, Leo. Welcome on the podcast. Hello, Blanca. I'm very glad that I can be here today. Common little practice, widely used, and that stemmed from the business platform is the elevator speech. And I don't want to put too much pressure on you, but you're probably used this scenario. So could you give an elevator speech about yourself? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, so basically, the problem that we are trying to solve is that uh, in Hungary, for example, every third person uh, suffers from some sort of chronic illness. But fortunately, today, with the help of uh, medications, we can manage these diseases very good. But uh, the problem is that uh, medication only works if uh, the patient takes them uh, regularly and as intended. Statistics have shown that um, in only the European Union, uh, approximately 100,000 deaths are linked to the mismanagement of, of medication among the elderly people. And uh, this problem does not only affect the persons who are taking medications, but also their close relatives who are worrying about the health of their beloved ones. So that's why we um, started our company, Better Dose, which is uh, basically an automatic pill dispenser and a mobile application connected to it so that the people can manage uh, their medication um, in a safe way. So our big advantage in this field is that in the European Union, there is no widely spread uh, automatic pill dispenser, uh, unlikely like like in America, where this is a very common practice. And there are many companies that are selling sort these sorts of products. So that's why we started uh, this whole company to, to bring this technology to Europe and to make it accessible uh, to everyday people. That sounds amazing. You know, hearing you upon expand upon it, um, it's just very difficult for elder care because elderly people, it comes harder for them to follow strict regimens of taking their prescriptions or following therapies in more severe cases. And on an everyday note, I know my grandparents have this little box with drawers with the days of the week written on them for their medicine because it's so easy to forget them. But what makes your product unique, um, as I've translated, is that it's automatic and it's also 
connected with an application. Could you tell about the tech design of it and what makes your product unique? During the design of our product, though our main aim was to make it simple uh, because as you mentioned, elderly people have a hard time to use. Uh, also, they have a hard time to follow their medication. But if you want to implement some new technologies, anything digital, I think uh, many of the elderly people find it hard to use and uh, even to understand wh what and how they they have to do uh, regarding such technologies. So basically, uh, we made our dispenser uh, extremely simple. So uh, in our mechanics, as long as there is gravity, then it will work. So there is a really, really small chance for it to uh, misfunction, which is uh, a great deal regarding the the safety problems of, of taking medications and that it has to work safely. And uh, so it's, it's really simple to use for elderly people. Um, and also the mobile application part is important because of the relatives, because we want to keep track uh, about these medications and our device uh, is able to send real-time notifications to relatives uh, to ensure them that their uh, beloved ones took the medication that, that, that they had to take at that moment. So uh, this creates a feedback mechanism uh, among the family members and elderly people. So that's what that's uh, like a holistic approach that we want to implement in this question. That sounds really useful, especially since in the 21st century, more and more fields are becoming horizontal. So you're combining medicine, tech, and so much more aspects into one product that makes it holistic, as you said. Um, and you've also mentioned previously that you have a huge market for your idea in Europe. Could you expand upon your business model or how the envisionment of your idea, taking it to the practical level, happened? Currently, we are still in the development phase of our product, so we haven't entered the market yet. But we made market research and it showed that... Um, uh, in the case of our product, we, we would like to make it really affordable for people. So we wouldn't like to maintain a high price and high profit when selling or a pill dispenser, the hardware part. But we are offering uh, a premium of our mobile application that offers much benefits for the users and for the relatives too. Because uh, basically we, we differentiate the user like elderly people. We assume that they won't be the ones who will be the customers so they won't buy our product because uh, I think elderly people are not really into this high high tech stuff and so. But uh, on the other side, people who are living far away from their uh, parents or not in the same town and who cannot feel helpless when it comes to the question of, of uh, managing the health of their parents, I think they will have the motivation to, to buy this uh, pill dispenser and to subscribe for our, our mobile application. So... On the one hand, they help uh, their parents or grandparents. And on the other hand, they get feedback, which is really useful for them because they it really shows if this uh, piece of technology helped uh, or, or improved something in the uh, managing of medication or not. But I hope that it will, of course, improve. So so that that's uh, how we target our market so mainly our customers are middle-aged people or young people who would like to help their parents or grandparents in managing medication and um, we offer our our hardware for uh, in hungary at least for 100 euros uh, 
which I think it's not a big sum for such a device. And uh, the application uh, uh, subscription would be five euros a month. That I think it's also compared to Spotify, for example, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a horrible uh, expense taken into consideration uh, how a serious matter and question this is. Absolutely, since you're talking about your health and the health of your loved ones. So it's it's worth to invest in it a little bit. And I think your price point is kind of funny to say is on point in a way. And um, another aspect, you've mentioned about the personal applications of your product. But what about the companies who, who sell their medications? Do they benefit from your application? Uh, you mean uh, pharmaceutical companies? Yeah. Who's, mm -hmm, yeah, and that's also um, a question that we addressed because... Uh, Basically, we can have a reliable and real-time um, data about um, medication uh, usage among certain populations, and uh, we, we also can have access to their demographic data and, and many, many uh, kinds of information that would be useful. Nowadays, it's a, it's a serious question because of all the rights about your information and so on. So in the first place, this isn't our main aim to provide these informations to the pharmaceutical companies, but it is certainly an option if the user agrees that he would like to share their information in exchange for some benefits, then I think it's it's a viable model. But uh, this is still um, a question that we haven't um, fully um, answered how we would like to do this in specific way, because this is not part of our core problem that we are solving. But in the future, it can be really interesting. I see. Thank you for your expansion on it. It can be a great milestone, but I can see where your approach is, is at first right now. In terms of the HSUP program, since we are talking about the program as well, let's date back a little bit to the beginnings and ask you about your motivations. What prompted you to embark on the HSUP journey? We received an email that there is this huge opportunity and so on to if you have a, a lucrative business idea, come and join and so on. At the time, I hadn't anything on my mind and I was not really into the world of uh, startups. I was always interested in the world of finance, business and, and entrepreneurship, but uh, not really with, uh, in the field of startups. So I just applied to it. I really liked uh, the approach that it, it was in the time of the pandemic, so we had online materials for the subject, and uh, I found them really useful. And uh, at the end of the first semester, we had to uh, deliver an idea, a one-pager, about what we thought would be a good startup idea. I came up with this because uh, it's closely related to my uh, studies, and also I, uh, I spoke with people about what could be a good idea for a startup like um, I found out by the time that if I have a good idea, probably there is already someone who already made that a company <laughs> in the market. So it, it was not an easy task, but uh, I thought that this could be a good idea also because of my personal experience with my grandparents. Um, that was a really big motivation for me. And uh, surprisingly, I got chosen to to uh, further uh, develop this idea. I met really great colleagues and now friends uh, with whom we we began to work on this project yeah so that that's how it started it was a, a really surprising surprising way for me because uh, i i couldn't imagine that this is possible in such a way but if 
enthusiastic people meet who are dedicated for an idea, I think it's uh, it's really not a big deal to go and start a way like this. You're speaking the truth right there. I 100% I agree with you. And since you're talking about the importance of people and having like-minded people around yourself, how did the team come together? Did you know each other before or did you come together during the program? How was it? Well, no, we didn't know each other before. So the HSUP provided a very good platform for us to connect. And uh, as like as I, I was the I provided the idea, people would uh, apply to my idea or they they would contact me, and uh, then we would we would just talk about what they thought about this uh, uh, matter and what uh, skills could they provide to to help in the realization of this is this idea because at that phase this was only an idea. At first, there there was five of us in the team, so we all met uh, in this pro- in this uh, program, the HSUP, and we didn't know each other before. I see that you are the CEO, obviously, of Better Dose. Um, could you talk about who you have on the team? Who was from HSUP? A mentor, perhaps you got, or your other teammates? Oh yes, yes, of course. Uh, I didn't mention or our mentor, who plays a huge role in the in the development of our company. We met met him also through the HSUP platform, and uh, I am really grateful for him because he is a really experienced person in this field, and he also provides us with the right uh, advice at the right time, and that is is just a huge boost for our team to have such an experienced person who is always there to help for us. And uh, the HSUP program ended like a half year ago, but we still are in contact with our mentor and with uh, there remained three of us in the team. So this this continues after the HSUP program uh, at the time. So I think that's also a great achievement uh, of the program. And um, I think I forgot the question, like uh, you asked about the mentor and... Um... Yeah, I'm just interested in hearing about your group dynamics. So... Yes, group dynamics, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, so currently uh, we have a CTO who is a programmer. He finished university since the uh, since we met and we have a mechatronic a- engineer. And uh, so they are the technical part of the team and they are actually doing the work and making this happen i'm just a math student and ceo so i'm doing everything else that is not related to tech um so and it's also very interesting because of our engineer he's uh, uh we are basically we are a, a startup based in saged because that there's where i study and where the uh, the cto is called laslo uh, he's also from in saged and uh, our engineer is however in Vesprim, which is a really great distance but uh, because of the pandemic uh, we were so used to work online and we managed how we can work and maintain our whole team together even online that uh, we remain working together even now so it, it it was interesting it was not easy in the beginning but i think uh, we have since then um made made a good approach to this and uh, we can uh, work together like this
I'm glad to hear that and that you squeezed the most out of the pandemic as much as possible and that you also adapted to this new situation so you were not taken back but even if it's outside of your comfort zone you you made it your power in terms of being in the in this quarantine situation so I think that's great and more and more companies are moving into the digital space and we can do a lot online as well so that's definitely great to hear so in terms of group dynamics and other aspect uh, which is paramount during the HSCP program is that your personality is also tested and discovered. So uh, what was the personality dynam dynamics like in the group? How do you work and mesh well together? Regarding this question, like uh, because I brought the idea uh, and I was selected for, for to, to work uh, further on my idea, obviously I had to become like the leading person in this in this whole startup which i actually enjoy now it was a little bit hard for me in the beginning because i was never in such such a leading position that i have to uh, manage a whole team um, basically uh, laszlo and peter uh, they are really technical uh, personalities they are really into tech and they uh, are really good at uh, managing the small specific questions uh, of, of our product and about the design and the development. And I really appreciate them because of that. However, on the other side, it's not just about the product. It's about how you market it, uh, how you go to certain startup competitions, how you pitch, how you communicate to the outside world. And um, I have, a, I think, luck that I, uh, during my high school years and later on, I uh, was really interested in rhetorics, in public speaking and uh, similar topics. So that's why I am here today speaking on the podcast, because I do the uh, communication with the outside world about our idea, the pitching, the negotiations with investors or the sales. So that's what I am good at. Like. Uh, go to stand out and to speak about what we are doing and on the other hand they are doing the actual hard work to make it happen so that that's how our group dynamics are I see. That's a great harmony between you guys. And you mentioned that you could do a practice, a little bit of public speaking during your high school years and university years. And I know that you did research in tumor immunology. Was that the topic you talked about in front of an audience? Well, also, that, that was also part of it, that I went to the university scientific uh, students uh, conference. Uh, but that was a, a whole different thing because uh, in when you are speaking, but I think you certainly know when you are speaking about scientific uh, topics, then it has to be at least 90% science and information. And during the years of research and on participating in scientific uh, conferences, I learned that approach, how to communicate uh, science and how to communicate scientific results and my work and I think that's that's much much different compared to communicating the work of a startup because uh, in the case of startups you you would like to make customers buy or investors to invest and so on and you have to uh, be uh, more in a the, the emotional part to catch their feelings uh, why this is good for them on the other hand, also in our uh, product, science is uh, has great importance because we can scientifically measure if we uh, actually start to sell our product in 
what percentage it improves the health of people and it how how much uh, it makes medication schedules safer so i think that in the future i will also uh, have will have benefits of my scientific previous scientific work and the scientific approach that is required to conduct even basic statistics and to communicate it so yes that was also part of of my rhetoric uh, like uh, practice that that i had during my life but i i'm also really interested in ted talks in toastmasters clubs and uh, similar things so that that's the emotional part of the the speaking that's fantastic to hear and you're really right when you are talking about uh, your product you not only have to sell the raw data which is of course an essential part of your core product and the message that you want to transmit but it's really important to not just speak with your mind but from your heart and that it connects with the people who might be potential investors before starting and continuing with the hsup journey i'm interested in your research work in tumor immunology what was your topic could you expand upon that oh yes yes of course before the hsup i was a part of a program in saget that encouraged uh, young students to participate in in research really on the beginning of of our studies and i continued that for four years so my topic specifically was uh, tumor immunology and uh, how it affects on the one hand what factors affect the the process of tumor immunology how effective it is and how that affects the the outcome of immunotherapies which are uh, really getting uh, ground these days because they are uh, they held really much in the survival of uh, cancer patients but we still don't understand many things in in that field so our research group was a bioinformatics research group which means basically that we didn't conduct experiments, but we worked with uh, the help of computers and programming. I really enjoyed it because I have also an affection for for technical things like programming and computers and so on. So, so basically that's the topic that we worked on. Also, besides tumor immunology, we worked with uh, infectious diseases, also with uh, this new pandemic we investigated that too so it was uh, really interesting for me and that's the time when i really got into immunology which i still really like and would you like to continue your studies in immunology so as becoming a doctor or are you becoming more interested in the business side of it what are your future prospects like yeah that's a, a really good question but i have the answer to it so f after I uh, get my degree in medicine, I would uh, like to continue this project, uh, this business, this startup. So, and the problem is I would really like to do research, uh, do medicine in practice, do startups and everything. So I, I, I'm, I'm, re- I'm really interested in many things, but the problem is that I have to choose because if I'm doing five things at the same time, that not nothing will, I, I think that the, there is a, much less chance for success in the specific fields. So uh, currently my opinion is that I have chosen uh, the startup and uh, after uh, university, I would like to put all my time and energy into this project and uh, to see how it unfolds and to what extent it will be successful. Because that's still a question. I have the best hopes for it, but uh, you know, market will tell. 
Yeah, but I'm sure you will succeed. Your idea is already great and you are on the right track to take it to the next level and you're still going to be able to use your medical knowledge in terms of business as well. So that's not going to vanish into thin air. Uh, yes, of course, I totally agree. Uh, but like being like a, a medical professional in business, it's it's a much, much more different than uh, doing research or doing actual uh, or like working an actual uh, physician. But uh, yes, I, I, I certainly think that I will have a great use of my knowledge also in the field of business. Absolutely. And I'm really interested in terms of the HSUP course, because in the world of digitalism, I think it's becoming more common practice to collect and share our memories on online platforms. So what have been some of your favorite key takeaways or let's say highlight moments from the course? For me, every step was a, a great deal, like forming the team. It was really good to meet. Um, like the most interesting was that I, I was attending medical school for five years. You know, you study your things, medicine, you think that's the most important thing in the world and so on. Then you get to know the, the world of finance, world of business. Uh, then you get to know some uh, world of engineering, which is uh, really different from medicine. And I had absolutely no clue how complex that is also. And it was really good to uh, meet people that are experts in their field and to uh, manage to work together. I had also to learn very much about uh, programming, about engineering, about uh, finance, about how to make a business successful. And uh, I think that's the greatest highlight of the whole project that I uh, got to know these many people with whom I, I also worked until this day, many of them. Uh, and uh, also in uh, this, this uh, di as you said, digitalization is uh, a big deal now and was also bigger in the when I, I attended HSUP. So I think many, many workshops, uh, presentations and uh, like very useful programs beca became available online. And uh, I think that is really unique for that period because before you had to go travel to, to the capital city for some really good meeting or something like that. But now everything was online. Everything was much easier available than before. I still think it's not the same if you, if it's uh, online or if, if you have to, if you can meet people face to face and, and attend live on a, on a conference or on a workshop. But, uh, on the other hand, uh, it is, it also makes it much easier for people that are not close to these centers to uh, somehow participate uh, and to to get the knowledge from from these workshops and presentations and programs that are available so i would say these are the two big highlights also a third one uh, there are many many uh, in the in the world of startups that was fascinating for me many experienced people that are that are older than me much more uh, are really uh, gladly and and ready to help young people like us to to help to to make our dreams come true and to make our business more successful and i found it really fascinating how they uh, how we just could how we could just contact these people and to make a short meeting of half an hour and they would say their thoughts about our idea they would they would tell us advice what how, what to improve how to improve and uh, 
I find this really valuable, really valuable. So, and I'm also thankful for all of them who mentored us in some way. Those are crucial aspects and takeaways that you mentioned. And it's also true that content is more accessible now and we can have that freedom to choose from a vast array of possibilities. And the fact that you've had people who look up to from older generations, I've just been reminded of older stories of, you know, Indian tribes when young men were becoming, you know, part of the tribe. They were taking out in the wilderness to be prepared for, I don't know, hunting an animal or taking on new challenges and they had to look up to the more respected players of the group so it's kind of like a modern version of becoming a full-on adult or a full-on entrepreneur yes absolutely i agree and i would like to quote my mentor uh Kardos Lajos, who said that uh, why is he doing this like uh, why is he passing information experience down to younger generations because he says Time is it. You have a limited amount of time, and and if you invest time in something, that you won't get that time back. But on the other hand, knowledge is something that if you pass it to the younger generations, you won't lose anything if you pass that knowledge. You know, and uh, it can uh, be really uh, fruitful for for every every everyone to whom you pass that knowledge to. So I think that's a really great mindset from him and. Uh, he, he also showed that in practice, particularly with our startup, how he does it. So I'm really grateful for him. Yes, that's a sentiment full of wisdom. So it's really great that you shared it as well. And we are now moving into the how and if questions department. So how do you envision the future of entrepreneurship? Oh, that's a hard question because I am also new to this field, but um, because of the many changes in our how content is available and uh, th also thanks to the HSUP program that uh, entrepreneurship is not only uh, for now, it's not only accessible for a limited amount of people who are, so to say, close to the fire, like in, in, a, in a good place or some somewhat in a favorable place, but it is more widely accessible to a great amount of, of young people. And I think that this will uh, encourage also many people to, to think about something, to make an idea, and then to implement it, to develop it, to make it come true. Uh, and I think uh, we will see uh, many new entrepreneurs entering the whole scene in the future. So that that's what I am thinking, but I'm not a, a really professional in this, so that's just my opinion. I think that your uh, way of thinking is true because more and more young people enter into the world and perhaps it's related to generational gaps because I think that people from the 60s or the baby boomers were kind of um, adamant to accept that people who are younger but now I think that new knowledge, that freshness that comes from Gen Z or millennials is becoming more and more widely accepted. And for sure, you guys are the example for that, that you entered into the business field being such young university students. Well, yes, thank you. I, I totally agree because now as we approach our whole how to, to make our idea come true, uh, I think the younger generations are much more agile and uh, there are also te the technological readiness uh, in the case of programming, engineering, like you, it became much easier to, to make a mobile application. It uh, You can 
just uh, order basically anything from from the internet particularly from china and you can just put it together in your garage so it's i think it's fascinating how accessible it all is it's not like you have to go to work at a multi-million uh, dollar company and to develop something there in their uh, laboratory but you can do it to, uh, at home at your garage basically that's how we do it at peter he's 3d printing our uh, pill dispenser in his garage so I, we are also uh, an example for that that it, it's true it's true and it, it can be done that way amazing garage researches are one of the best i think netflix was also founded in a garage for some yes, reason it's a special place <laughs> yes yes and apple too so yeah garages are, are great for starting businesses <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um now, just let's talk a little bit of the future and the plans with Better Dose, just to wrap it around and make it all go back to the initials and have a full circle. So you've um, ended the HSUP program. I believe your MVP is ready now. Are you going to go to investors? What are going to be your future steps? Yes, uh, I would say like uh, a prototype is ready. It's our second prototype that we, we are uh, developing right now. Uh, Yes, uh, investors, they are really important in our journey because uh, because this is a hardware, it's really costly to develop and also to manufacture. So we will certainly need investment for this one. We are currently also negotiating with different venture capitals about investment. And um, on the other hand, um, the ultimate goal is to enter market with our product. So after the phase of development and uh, we are when i say we i i mean laszlo and peter they are really working really hard on making this product work and to make it a market ready product and um, that that's our our next big step to to go to the market so that's if if better dose comes uh, becomes available come visit our website pre-order it and try it for yourselves that's what if i if i'm allowed to make such a, a marketing this little marketing in, in the podcast absolutely is it betterdose.com uh betterdose.hu hu so hungary. okay yeah. hungary absolutely yeah. and go on www.betterdose.hu to find out more i think that makes up a commercial doesn't it <laughs> yes yes absolutely thank you okay <laughs> And now we are going to do the if questions. So the first if question is going to be, if you were a czar of legal legislation, so you have kind of omnipotent power, what would you change about our society and why? Ooh. I think there are many things to be changed. Uh, one, one thing that I would outline is uh, a really specific problem for our startup that is uh, in Europe, there was a, a new medical device directive accepted in the recent time uh, that kind of limits uh, the development of innovations in the medical field. As I entered this whole topic about legislation, uh, we also had to take out many functions from our, our product so that it won't be categorized as a medical device because uh, that would cost us a bunch of money and time. And uh, I think the whole process uh, just somehow kills innovation in this field. And uh, that's one thing that I would uh, certainly change. But I think there are many more, much more uh, important social problems, but I, I, I don't feel like um, 
like I should answer them. This is one specific problem for me that I would certainly change. Yes, on a practical note, it totally applies and affects your lives. And of course, since it affects a lot of other applications that are kind of hindered by these legislations um, that are in effect right now. And, you know, paperwork is only fun in origami and not so much in the real world. Yes, I totally agree. And the next one is, if you could have dinner with anyone living today or in the past, who would you invite and why? Well, I'm, I'm a great fan of, that's not so much connected to the to our startup. I'm a great fan of Jordan Peterson. I would certainly have dinner with him, who is still alive. Uh, and also maybe with some great entrepreneurs like Elon Musk. I also started uh, this whole idea of this startup. The aim of our startup is to make uh, technology and good solutions accessible to people. So we would like that... Uh, this technology is not only available for rich people or who have enough money to afford it, but uh, we really brought down the price and through the development and the, and the design of it, the most people can afford uh, this device. So that's that's why I I like these people because they are uh, have many ideas about about how to make the world uh, a more livable place for everybody. That uh, maybe to to make these gaps smaller about the rich and the poor or about yeah so that that's why i would choose these people that's very nice and if we're talking about jordan peterson would you take him out to eat lobster oh lobster yeah yeah no i i would take him to to eat uh, goulash in hungary i think he would like it so yeah but yeah lobster is also a good idea yeah you know why lobster because he's yes, also of course yeah, I read his book. Yeah, yeah, loves okay. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he's really a great philosopher. I think one of the best of today. I I also think that on this day he's one of the best. Also, he in his book he has a, a part that could be connected to our startup where he says that we care for others much more than we care for ourselves, uh, and. Uh, people tend to forget to care for themselves for their health and so on and that that's a whole uh, the psychology of our product that uh, the people who buy it won't be buying for themselves but for someone who they love and who they would take care about so that's also i i got this uh, piece of idea from his uh, books and his uh, uh, thoughts so that that's also why i really, really like him and appreciate him that's really smart. Yeah, I like the psychological connection, um, especially since we are becoming more and more self-obsessed generation with the rise of social media and, you know, constantly comparing ourselves. So it's good yeah. to connect your idea with something that's bigger than yourself. And when you take care about your loved ones, you don't rarely think about your needs. Yes, 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 absolutely. And the next part is the this or that question game. So I'm going to show you or tell you two options and you're going to choose from A to B. Okay. Okay. So the first one is Hungary related. Buddha or Pest? Buddha or Pest? Well, currently I'm in Pest, but uh, I'm doing my practice here, uh, pediatrics practice. I like Buddha and Pest too. So I think... I have to know Budapest better to, to make a good decision. <laughs> okay. Okay. How's your practice been so far? Uh, really good. Really good. I, uh, I'm, I'm interested in pediatrics. So if I, 
ever become a, a physician, I would like to become a, a pediatrician. I really like to work with uh, babies and children, and it's uh, for me really interesting how to communicate with uh, with parents. Mm. And uh, because there are, if you just a regular physician, there's one patient, and that it's you. You have to communicate it. It's it's a simple game with two players. But here, it, it there can be much more players. It's harder, mm. but it's also a bigger uh, challenge for me. That's why I like it. Yes, that's really true. And I have a huge respect for pediatricians because um, the child is usually not able to tell you where it hurts or why it hurts. So it's definitely a challenge to communicate with them. Um, yes, it, it's a wide uh, age range of, of children. So with the smaller ones, it's uh, I think it's hard to communicate. But uh, children are, are always honest so they yeah so if if it hurts somewhere they will tell it and you will see it so they won't lie to you until a certain age so that's what makes it easier in with younger children even if they can't speak oh that's really interesting i haven't thought about that <laughs> and the next one is win the lottery or land your dream job oh i would say hmm Maybe in these circumstances, I would say win the lottery because if I win the lottery, I could support my dream jobs, with, with, which is in my own startup. So that that's that fits me more in this moment. So. All boils down to logic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, win the lottery and then get both of these. So. <laughs> yes. The next one is pizza or pasta. I'm a really great uh, pizza fan. Um, if I can tell this, I, I'm from Serbia. Actually, I'm not from Hungary, so I'm I'm from Vojdašeg, mm. but I'm I'm still by nationality I'm Hungarian, and uh, in Serbia there is really really great pizza. So that's that's what I would why I would say I'm a pizza man. Oh, okay, that's really interesting. What's like a, a typical Serbian pizza? There is there a topping topping that you use on your pizza, or what is it like? So it's it's really thin and crusty, and in Serbia they they uh, um, make it in uh, ovens that are uh, heated by uh, wood, like burning wood, and it it really gives it a, a specific taste. It adds a specific taste to it, so that's what I like about it. Ah, oh, nice. It's really crunchy as well. Yeah, really crunchy, yeah. And the next one is test the waters or dive in the deep end. So take a plunge. I'm I'm a more cautious type, so I would I would say the first one. So test the waters. I mean, as a CEO, it's also better to, you know, be able to test the waters and then decide what your next step is going to be. Yes, but but you have to uh, have to know how to implement both of these approaches because in some situations I think the one is appropriate and in, in in others the other one. But I'm myself I'm a more cautious type, so I, I would say yes that I'm more cautious. And the next one is a very typical this or death question, but we're gonna wrap it up with that: uh, mountain or beach. Mountains. I have been skiing for the first time last year and I really like mountains. So, yeah, I would say mountains. Okay, great. And the last question, so we can wrap up our episode and it kind of encapsulates all that we've been expanding upon, is what does innovation mean to you? Innovation is uh, not necessarily um, 
like doing some deep technological innovation, it can be also combining things in a new way that no one else thought of it before, or just seeing a good business opportunity and to to bring a solution to a specific problem in a specific region for people. So I think that is what that's innovation for me, at least. But also there's innovation in science, which is knowing the unknown or exploring the unknown. So innovation can be uh, defined in many ways. That's also, it was part of the HSUP uh, uh, subject that it's it's really hard to to make make a short description of innovation because it can present itself in many forms. Absolutely. It's so interconnected and present in so many spaces. And that's very true what you've said. And, you know, hearing you expand upon your HSUP journey, um, also the key takeaways that you took from the program, and also your core product, which I think is going to be a very unique solution in the European market. I'm wholeheartedly cheering um, you on guys on your journey in both professional and personal aspects. So thank you for coming on the podcast and also sharing your ideas and thoughts on many different topics. Thank you also for inviting me. It has been a great honor and thank you for your good wishes. Follow the pod on Instagram and Facebook as well. As always, thank you for taking a few moments of science with us and stay tuned for the next episode.